0: Episode 260 of the Read to Lead podcast is brought to you in part by Self-Publishing School. Get a free copy of Chandler Bolt's book, Published, when you register for Chandler's free training, showing you how to go from blank page to published author in as little as 90 days. Visit readtoleadpodcast.com slash published to get your free book now.
1: Something that I do when I work with people, I, I call it the what if protocol. And we just basically keep asking ourselves, what if, until we get to the end. So a lot of times we get stuck in a fear. At the end, you basically have to decide, could you live through that? And if you can, then you move forward.
0: Hi, and welcome to the Read to Lead podcast. It's the podcast dedicated to your personal and professional growth. I'm Jeff Brown, and I believe that if you want to achieve true success in your business and in your life, then you got to be a lifelong learner, intentional, and consistent reading is a must. So the Read to Lead podcast is designed to help you narrow this ever-important reading list and bring you key insights and valuable ideas from some of today's most successful and inspiring authors. Today, we're joined by my friend Natalie Ekdahl. Her new book is called Reset Your Mindset, Silence Your Inner Mean Girl. And spoiler alert, it's not just for girls. I loved it and gained so much out of it myself, and I believe you will too. I'll ask Natalie to share about things like the comparison game that so many of us play and how to overcome it, the role your childhood has on the stories you choose to tell yourself, what to do if you struggle with the fear of failure, and yes, even the fear of success, and much, much more. If self-limiting beliefs and negative self-talk are indeed areas of struggle for you, not only are Natalie and I going to dive deep into that today, but you can also get a second helping of Natalie at the Boss Free Virtual Summit, where you can register for free right now at bossfreesummit.com. The Boss Free Virtual Summit is a conference I've developed for anyone who wants to, say, begin a side hustle to experiment with maybe one day leaving your job. But it's even for those who've already done that but want to take things up a notch. The summit, by the way, is presented April 30th through May 7th, 2019. And it is free to watch as it unfolds. You just need to register at BossFreeSummit.com. Now, you may be like my friend Gavin who says, Jeff... I've got plans the weekend that this overlaps. We've got a family wedding. Is there a way to sort of catch up after the event's over? And the answer is absolutely. If you have conflicts during those dates, and even if you don't, you just want to be able to go back and watch sessions again and again, we're developing an all-access pass just for you. Not only will the all-access pass give you on-demand access to all of the speaker sessions, but you'll also instantly receive every speaker bonus as we've talked to a select group of speakers and asked them to provide a bonus, something they normally sell absolutely free. Your all-access pass also will get you entry into our private Facebook group for ongoing encouragement, accountability, and coaching. You can see a partial list of those I've invited to speak at BossFreeSummit.com. And I've chosen these folks because what I want to do is in eight days give you an MBA level education in how to become your own boss. If that's something you desire to explore or you're already doing it and you want to take it up another level, visit BossFreeSummit.com and register for free right now. Natalie Eckdahl is a business strategist, coach, and speaker who helps high performing women entrepreneurs create more profit and save time while they build, grow, and scale their businesses. She also hosts the Biz Chicks podcast, a podcast supporting women at all stages of their entrepreneurial journey. You can find out more about her show and Natalie at bizchicks.com. That's B I Z C H I X.com. Well, Natalie's new book is called Reset Your Mindset. Silence your inner mean girl. Uh, Natalie, welcome officially to Read to Lead.
1: Jeff, this experience has been on my bucket list. Like As I was writing my book, I thought, now I could be on Jeff's podcast.
0: (laughs) That is awesome. I'm so excited to hear that. You know, it's funny. All day long, my cough has not been bothering me um, until we connected. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's been serene and quiet. And about 10 minutes ago, the lawn maintenance guy showed up. (laughs) Uh, And the dog started going crazy. Um, And and I'm thinking to myself, somebody doesn't want this interview to happen because it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing.
1: (laughs) We've got some great, uh, great things to cover for the audience. and, uh, And I'm excited about it.
0: Well, uh, early in her book, uh, Natalie says that uh, mindset issues are not simple. So if you thought they were, uh, uh, we're here to shed some new light on that. And many of them uh, we cycle through again and again. In fact, Natalie says each time you try to go to the next level, you're going to be confronted with a mindset issue every single time. So I think what you're saying, Natalie, is this is something we never quite conquer. Help me with this. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's true. Uh, so this is what I found from working with hundreds of women one-on-one in uh, in my coaching practice. I also host masterminds for women entrepreneurs. So I'm working with high performing women, women that are used to doing something or trying to do something and they conquer it and they do the next thing mm. and they kind of get bored and then they do the next thing. And so I remember I had a conversation with one of my clients who I feature in the book. I actually interviewed uh, eight clients that had done a lot of mindset work for for this book. And their stories are are woven throughout. And I remember Tara and I were on a phone call. And we were were talking about a mindset issue she was struggling with. And and we kind of got to some resolution. She said, Okay, we will never speak of this again. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I just looked at her and I said, Okay, And I in my mind I'm like, we will be speaking about this again, but you're not ready to know that. So we'll just and she's like, We are done. Like she was so frustrated that she was dealing with a mindset issue and um and that it was it was holding her back. And so as I've looked at my own self, my own progression, my own career and my own business and even my own podcast. Uh, my journey and then evaluating the journeys of all the women I've worked through and and their mindset issues, I I, I really came to the conclusion that it isn't something we conquer. It's something that comes up again and again. And I feel like knowing that is comforting because we're so hard on ourselves.
0: You know, I'd read the book in in two settings. The first half was several weeks ago, and I had forgotten that story of the client who said, we're never speaking of this ever again. (laughs) I love that. Surprise. (laughs) Yep. Surprise. Well, Natalie, okay. speak a bit if you would to to the comparison game that, that I start to say many of us play. Though we, we all play it, I know you're a fan mm-hmm. of, of John Acuff, and he talks a great deal about this. Yes, uh, what are your thoughts on on that comparison game mindset?
1: Yeah, it's really challenging because we're always comparing our own insides to other people's outsides. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this gets amplified with social media now. So we're seeing beautiful pictures. You know, if you're on Instagram, you're seeing a lot of people and a lot of influencers, especially in our space, are are only showing professional quality photography. (laughs) And it starts to feel that like everybody else is walking around in like a professional photo shoot with. You know, their their hair and makeup and and stylist taking care of them. (laughs) And you can really start to feel less than and the benefit of, of working with a lot of people like a quantity, a large quantity of people and having women share with me. Really what's going on inside of them? It really helped me understand how pervasive this is, and it's it's not just me it's not just you know this one client or this one friend it's it's all of us we're all comparing, and we can really work ourselves into a, a place of not being able to move forward with with our biggest goals and our big and reaching our biggest dreams because of mindset
0: well Natalie, of course helps uh, women entrepreneurs as we as we mentioned her podcast is geared to women entrepreneurs the book. Is for women. However, I read it, and guess what? I, I got a lot out of it. Natalie, what are you finding as as men read your book? How is it impacting them, or, or have you seen a lot of men uh, diving in?
1: Yeah, it's really fun because men do listen to my podcast, and and I talk a lot about specializing in the work I do and really focusing. And so I do speak to women, I do understand women, I do work with women, and the book is. Geared towards women because that is that is who I know that is who I am building a community for, uh, but I do have a lot of of men that that listen and they'll correspond with me even fellow podcasters that listen to which is so fun. They're really universal. Everything we're sharing today is universal. I do think as women we are sometimes socialized a certain way and so some of the things we try to do in business can feel a little bit more of a challenge or feel uncomfortable, but men tell me they feel the same way. Uh, I have I have a conference I host for women entrepreneurs. It's a, a leadership conference and my photographer was male and we were walking from one part of the venue to another together and I had just given an opening keynote where I shared that I had written this book. I shared it with my audience as a surprise and my talk was all on mindset and he said, "You know Natalie, guys have been an an inner mean guy too, like or an inner (laughs) mean boy. It's not just that you guys have an inner mean girl. And I said, Oh, I believe me, I know. And, uh, and so we chatted for a while and yeah, we're, it's something that we all deal with, right. Is this, uh, I think in the world of psychology, they call it an inner critic. So we all have this inner critic that is Mm. literally playing a tape in our head, uh, nonstop. And my hope is that we can just have awareness to what the thoughts Mm -hmm. that are happening in our head, because we can have control over those.
0: Well, I've had the privilege of of speaking with Natalie at a conference, and and somebody made a huge mistake and scheduled her right before me. I think it probably should have been the other way around, because you're a tough act to follow, Natalie. Uh, And and I know uh, recently, it's been just a few months ago, when I had certain questions in my business I wanted to get answered, the first thing I did was I went to the biz chicks podcast I've never told Natalie this but Jeff, I, I, wow. I, I knew that I could find uh, the answers to the struggles in my business listening to you know to you, to could your show. you
1: could have just emailed me they just emailed me my friend <laughs> well,
0: yeah I, I never thought about that I guess that would have been a little easier but hey I, I enjoyed hearing you and your and your I think at the time your guest and and all about uh, how you run your business it was very helpful well let's let's uh, transition a bit into self-talk and, and and talk to me about what role childhood has on the stories we tell ourselves and -hmm. and how we can transform our self-talk.
1: I think something that might help everyone is to think about money and money mindset, and whether you're, uh, you know, in the corporate world, uh, whether you are volunteering with an organization or have your own business, uh, whatever you're doing in your life, uh, that can impact, <laughs> it can impact what you're doing. And I find that many of the things we think about money and our kind of inner dialogue about money is really impacted from our childhood, and I think that's that's just one area of our life that we could probably we all find common ground with, I like to have people just write down the word money and think about all the positive and negative things they can think about in terms of money. All the all the comments like money doesn't grow on trees. And uh, we all have to, you know, money's the root of all evil. We all have different things mm. that we have heard. Those are some negative ones. Those are really ingrained in us. The things that, that are said to us in our childhood are a little more challenging to recover from, especially with our family. We tend to spend, most of us continue to spend time with our family. So I really see family gatherings for me now as an opportunity to hear those kind of things that are being passed down. And what do I want to keep? And what do I want to change with the next generation and with myself, I just bringing awareness, first of all, to the dialogue going on in your head, and especially around certain issues. And, and when you feel like you're holding yourself back, like, what is it that could be holding you back? But yeah, those childhood, those childhood things, the things that do, and childhood are powerful the positive and the negative right
0: right and, and connected to that your own journey natalie talk about the experiences mm-hmm. that you went through as you worked to i think as you say it in the book own your expertise
1: yes there's a lot to the journey right mm-hmm. and i find that there's a, a phrase that we often hear in our head which is like who do you think you are <laughs> Who do you think you are to be doing this? And, and I experienced that uh, as I jumped into podcasting. You know, I didn't have a professional broadcasting uh, background like some of the people <laughs> on the line right now. And so I really, I I heard in my head, you know, who do you think you are to start a podcast? Who gave you permission to do this? And uh, that's often a sign that we're experiencing imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. which is that feeling like we're a fraud and that we're going to be found out at some point and that someone's going to come and like, for me, take my microphone away and say, you may not be doing this. And then that was like the beginning. And then over time, I started to build an audience and uh, communicate with my listeners. And initially, I only was interviewing guests. I, I never did solo episodes. I never taught or shared my own business acumen on air. Mm. That was another, thing, another hurdle I had to overcome and realizing that my audience wanted to actually learn from me. And hey, lo and behold, I have an MBA and a pretty, <laughs> a pretty great business background where I'm able to help people. And what helped me along the way was having amazing friends and colleagues and a mastermind of my own where those women encouraged me to put my voice out there to to share my expertise. And, and it honestly is it changed the course of my podcast and, and helped grow my audience and bring people together and really created the business that I have now was putting myself out there to kind of own that I had a point of view and that I had something to say and that people wanted to learn from me. And I still am surprised. I mean, honestly, I still <laughs> I still am kind of like, Wow, I can't believe that people around the world are listening to me and uh, it, it just is still it's still something like a mindset issue that I still work through and I'm still kind of amazed at.
0: That culminates in a lot of things, one of which is a live event you just did late last year, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the second time I had hosted oh, second it. Time. Okay. Yeah, it was the second time. We first hosted it in 2017 and uh, we hosted it again in 2018 and we will again in 2019. Mm-hmm. And I had different mindset issues around both of the both the times I hosted. The first time was, is anybody going to come? Is anybody going to buy tickets? <laughs> That'd be mine. Uh, <laughs> will, will they like it? Will they um, will they stay for the whole thing? Uh, and then it was a hit. It was a huge success. We had a lot of social media coverage from the people that were were there. And then the second time I hosted it was like, oh, my gosh, like, can I live up to the expectations? What are people going to say? What if they hate it? I'm starting to use, uh, I'm starting to say what if, what if, what if, and it's actually (laughs) something that I do when I I work with people, I I call it the what if protocol. And we just basically keep asking ourselves what if until we get to the end. So a lot of times we get stuck in a fear of like, well, I don't know if I should do this. And here's all the bad things that could happen. But we don't actually test like, okay, if if people hated the event, what would I do? At the end, you basically Mm. have to decide, could you live through that? (laughs) <laughs> and if you can, then you move forward. So that's how I help people walk through kind of, I call it the what if protocol. You just keep asking what if until there's no more what ifs and can you, can you make it through?
0: If you're anything like Natalie and thought about writing your own first book, you've probably suffered with some limiting beliefs. The fact is writing a book is hard and it can feel darn near impossible, but it doesn't have to be that way if you've got the right system to follow. At the beginning of this episode, you heard me mention my friend Chandler Bolt. He's the founder of Self Publishing School, which is an online education company dedicated to one thing, helping people just like you get your book idea out of your head and onto paper as quickly as possible, and then getting your published book into the hands of as many readers as possible. Well, to do that, Chandler is hosting free training where he'll show you the exact process to follow to go from blank page to published author in as little as 90 days, and the exact book launch blueprint to follow to launch your book to $10,000 and beyond and earn monthly royalties month after month. If you've ever thought about writing a book, whether it's an extra income stream to generate leads for your business or to share a story you wanted to tell, you owe it to yourself to sign up for this training and it's completely free. You can register at readtoleadpodcast.com slash published right now. Writing a book can absolutely change your life, just ask Natalie. And I wouldn't be recommending Chandler's training if I didn't believe in it. Go check it out now, readtoleadpodcast.com/published. And when you register for the training, you'll get a free copy of Chandler's best-selling book, Published. It's a book with over 500 Amazon reviews and normally sells for 15 bucks. And yes, Chandler sends you the book whether you attend the training or not. So why not sign up, if nothing else, to get the free book? Again, it's readtoleadpodcast.com slash published. You know, Talking about owning your expertise, I would imagine knowing what you know about me, you would find this hard to believe. But the first time, I just shared this at a conference that I spoke at in October. The first time I did a podcast interview on somebody else's show, They were asking me the first question. And as they began asking me the first question, a question, by the way, no one was more qualified to answer than me because it was about me. (laughs) I froze. Wow. Uh, I had this wave of anxiety and panic. I would call it probably a panic attack, though that was something I'd I'd never experienced anything like that before that day. So I I didn't have anything to uh, to compare it to. And Mm -hmm. when he finished asking that first question, I couldn't speak. I couldn't get anything to come out. Uh thankfully there were no cameras and I when I was able to get something out of my mouth I said uh, I'm sorry I, I need to ju- I need to handle something really quick C- can you can you give me just a minute and he said sure and so I turned my mic off and I literally Natalie stood up I bent over like head between my knees and like mm. what is wrong with you just just breathe it's like I've I've done radio for 26 years so this is not my <laughs> first time to be interviewed but oh. you know what it was it was the first time I was being interviewed in an area of expertise I'd never been interviewed in before. And I realized what had happened in hindsight that I did not feel worthy. I felt like an imposter. I felt mm-hmm. like, who am I to be presenting myself as an expert on this topic? And it would actually happen to me one other time, again, about a year later on a show that I felt like I'd been accidentally invited onto uh, about public speaking. And mm. uh, I get there and same thing. He starts as- asking the first question and I froze. And the wh- whole Weird part about it for me, Natalie, is in neither instance did I anticipate it happening. It just happened. But in both cases, I, I can assure you, it was my, my mind, you know, playing havoc with me. And thankfully, it's not happened since. Now that I've been able to kind of you know read books like yours and 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 those of others about this topic, I, I can I can be in those situations where even if I, in the back of my mind, don't feel that, that I'm I'm ready. Um, I, I think about what you just said. What's the worst that's going to happen? I'm not going to die. <laughs> I'm up here on stage talking to 500 people, which used to terrify me. What's the worst that can happen? I was actually speaking at a conference, and I found out uh, last week, and I found that the worst that can happen is you can walk off the stage when you're not uh, paying attention. Uh, but even that was, you know, we made we turned it into something funny. Thankfully, I landed you, on my Did seat. you
1: fall off the stage? I, is I, that what you? I
0: literally walked off this, uh, <gasps> and, and just at the edge of the stage. Uh, and thankfully landed on my feet and and put my arms out like a gymnast. And I <laughs> and I just <laughs> said, stuck I, I stuck it. I <laughs> stuck the land." I meant to do that. And they had a good laugh at my expense. It was funny. But I mean, really, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Uh, and I really take solace in that. And the funny thing is that when I do those things that are outside my comfort zone, I mean, where is life really worth living than outside your comfort zone? Because as soon as I do those things I'm scared to do and I get through them, I can't wait to do them again. It's like that scary roller coaster you ride for the first time.
1: Wow, Jeff, it's so cool that you you shared all that because I'm sure. Even my, I'm just gonna share how I feel. Like I, I can't imagine you feeling any of that. Like, how could Jeff Brown be nervous behind a microphone ever? And I have heard <laughs> you speak several times. One time, which you mentioned at the beginning, I had to go before you, <laughs> and and then here's the things that go through my mind. Well, everyone's just here because they're just waiting for Jeff. <laughs> And Jeff's going to just be sitting there. I'm sure he's thinking of like all the ways I could be better as a presenter. Like, so just, it's so crazy, right? The things that go through our heads. And um, part of that is the stories we make up. And that's, uh, I actually have a framework for resetting your mindset. Would it be okay if I share that with you, Jeff?
0: Please do. Please do.
1: So it actually uses the, the reset as an acronym for the framework and it's recognize, evaluate, story, enough and take action. So that's what RESET stands for. Mm. And the first step is just recognizing, oh, I'm having a mindset (laughs) issue. And that sounds ridiculous. Like, How can you not recognize it? But majority of people do not think about their mindset, do not talk about mindset. So just Like if you realize I'm having a mindset issue and go no farther, you're like ahead of 90% of people. And then the next step is to evaluate, you know, what is going on here? Why? What am I experiencing? And just kind of dig a little deeper into it. And you might even at the point that point, be able to name it like, okay, this is a money mindset issue. Okay, I'm feeling imposter syndrome. I'm fearing judgment. Uh, I'm fearing failure. I'm fearing success. Uh, You'll kind of walk through and kind of figure out what is going on. And then to ask yourself, like, what stories am I telling you myself? And I just shared some that that I did when uh, I was speaking ahead of you. And we have stories that we make mm. up about other people, and usually they're very, very wrong. Right. And so just understanding <laughs> a little more of the background there, and then when we can move forward is when we decide enough. Like I am done. I I I want the the next thing or what I'm wanting to do or wanting to make happen more than being stuck here. You know, I kind of like take my arms and cross them and like pull them apart and be like enough. And. Then you decide how you're going to take action. And sometimes we're in a really bad spot. And it's just like one little thing we can do, which is like one task on our to do list, just doing one little thing. Other times it's it's stepping out in a big way and like pitching to be on a new stage or sending off a big proposal or picking up the phone and making that call that you've been really scared to do. And uh, and then once we take action, we start momentum happening. And then that's that's the Reset Your Mindset process.
0: And thank you for sharing that, number one. Something that that I struggle with, and I know a, a lot of people listening uh, do, is perfectionist tendencies. <laughs> and uh, you say in the book that failure is closely tied to perfectionism. Mm-hmm. What, do, what do you mean by that?
1: As a recovering perfectionist <laughs> slash frequently relapsing, like every day, <laughs> uh, I I find that most people that struggle with fear of failure are also perfectionists. So we're afraid to do things, or afraid to start things because we may not be successful. And so we will avoid doing things that may not turn out perfectly. And I like this uh, this saying that that I heard a long, long time ago. I'll never forget it. She said, perfectionism leads to procrastination, which leads to paralysis. Mm-hmm. And anyone that has wrestled with perfectionism knows that sometimes you literally are paralyzed from moving forward. And I will just be honest, writing this book, I had so many times where I was paralyzed Mm. in writing it, and I don't consider myself to be a great writer. I really wanted to get this content out there. I really wanted to publish my first book, and I say first because I want there to be more, Mm. Uh, but writing isn't natural and easy to me, and uh, there were times where I just couldn't move forward because of how this might be received in the end, I decided I could live through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have it and it's here. But one of the ways that you can know you're kind of in that kind of fear of failure spot is you really want to do something, but you're completely stuck and paralyzed. And it's, it's dealing with, could you do something that's good enough instead of perfect?
0: Oh, that is so good. Uh, along with that, which is hard for some people to wrap their heads around, I think, uh, is is the fear of success. Yes. What are some questions that we can ask ourselves, Natalie, to help determine if we might be a prime candidate for, for that fear?
1: That was so interesting to me because it's not one that I have wrestled with really. It's one that I'm starting to wrestle with now, actually, because Mm. it's where you you might hold yourself back because you're afraid you'll be too successful, (laughs) (laughs) which sounds crazy. Uh, But especially with um, I find this with uh, women I work with that have young families or that are parents in general, uh, they're worried that their success might impact their relationship. It also can be, you know, if you're in a community where, you know, kind of if everybody has a similar standard of living. Mm. What would it be like if you were super successful? Would that change your friendships? Would it change your marriage? Mm. I've had clients that will purposefully keep their the income they take out of their business in line with their husband so that they're not making more than their husband because they're afraid that it would upset their husband and that it might they might not Mm. be loved. So, I mean, they're really deep things that people deal with. But yeah, it's realizing that you want, this, you want to do this thing, but you're holding yourself back because of the fear of how big it might get or how great it might be.
0: Well, a part of getting through that uh, would be talking it out, right? Uh, yes. Finding someone to talk to about it. But what if you recognize that a mindset issue you need to talk out is something you, you don't feel comfortable talking out with people around you, friends and, and, and family?
1: That's that's tough. So if you can find a mentor for me, sometimes books are my friends or Hmm. podcasters are my friends. So I I love to to listen to podcasts or read books by people that um, I'm aspiring to be like. And there's other places, you know, we all have access to different online communities and Facebook groups. A lot of women join the private Facebook group I have for Mm -hmm. women in my community. And we talk about things like that. I think a mastermind is another great place, especially if it's more personal and you need a smaller group. That's another great place to go. Um, Hiring a coach. There's a lot of options, and I, I really believe that we all have someone, even in our local area, that a trusted mentor, a trusted person we could talk to that would be open to um, having some of these conversations. And, and truth, it really isn't always our friends or our family. It, it might be other people.
0: And, and that coach's name could be Natalie, right? It could be. (laughs) It could
1: be. But there are so many great coaches out there and uh, so many great mentors around us that it's really great to find people in your life that are not emotionally attached to you and emotionally connected to you and your success, whether that's a coach, a therapist, a mentor, a mastermind, an online community. It's really helpful to have other people to lean on.
0: Related to that, Natalie, and I think this is something you may have mentioned briefly earlier, Uh, Natalie will sometimes have clients on her show, and and, and the show is, in essence, a, a, a coaching call.
1: Yes. What
0: has that process been like, Nellie? How, how has that been received?
1: That oh, I was so scared to do that, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> that I call that an honor coaching call, and I had heard one other podcaster do this in 2015-ish, I would say, mm-hmm. and it took me about a year to get the confidence to try it myself in 2016. I remember exactly it was spring 2016 when I first aired it, and I I felt like I might throw up. Uh, like, <laughs> the the night before and the morning of because I didn't know what would happen and so an honor coaching call is where I I literally coach someone on air as if as if no one was listening mm. and the the client agrees in advance to have their <laughs> uh, their That's call important. be recorded and shared on the podcast and I do them for free so mm. I don't coach people for free but if you agree to share your story and be vulnerable on air then uh, we I will I will gift that to you so that has been transformational for so many reasons. Mm -hmm. It has allowed people to get coaching and apply the coaching principles that I share with someone on air in their own life. And so it's allowed me to basically coach people that would never be able to afford working with me and that are also just great implementers. You know, some people can just hear a concept and and apply it to themselves and Mm -hmm. other people need more structure and help. So that has been transformative. It also allowed me to demonstrate what I do. I said there's many amazing coaches out there. There Mm -hmm. are also some really crappy ones. <laughs> and I sometimes have people that want to work with me and they've had a really bad experience in the past and it, it allows me to basically show what I do and demonstrate what I do and there's there's been no better way to grow my business and my podcast because it makes for great uh, I like to say great radio but it makes yeah. for great podcasting right because um, it's kind of a Like you're behind the scenes, uh, you know, listening into something private. Mm
0: -hmm. Now, one thing I would be concerned about doing that if I were in your shoes and maybe you thought about this, it would. I know everybody's journey is different. Every person you coach. But there are times I would imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, where some advice you might give is advice you've given numerous times before. Maybe, maybe not. One of my concerns would be feeling like I was giving everything away. Uh, Obviously, you you have an abundance mindset, not a scarcity mindset, apparently.
1: (laughs) I I battle that. I battle scarcity a lot because it's just something that I I deal with in different areas of my life. And yes, it was a fear, but it's been amazing. I I will have people say, and I've probably done 20 or 25 at this point over the last several years. And women will tell me, I listened to every episode, every every on-air coaching call that you've done. Some mm. people say, I've listened to every episode, which is amazing. There's like 360 something now. Wow. And they'll say, I've listened to all the on-air coaching calls. And I you didn't quite answer my question. <laughs> so I'm now <laughs> paying you. Uh, but it really has given people confidence in my abilities. And it hasn't kept me from working with people. Mm. So I mean, I've I've almost 10 times what I charge for coaching since I started doing wow. them. I would at least five times did. It. Uh, it's been an incredible way to like i said demonstrate it's like a test drive for people or it's like getting a free sample at Costco mm. so it doesn't make you not buy the package you right. still buy right. what what seemed like a good thing for you
0: excellent well i've got a couple of questions natalie i want to ask that aren't directly related to the book but before i do that i want to give you a chance to share anything else from the book you you want to make sure that we uh, walk away with
1: well, I would love if anyone's interested when I did the interviews for this book I interviewed as I mentioned earlier eight women that I mm-hmm. had worked with that had some major transformations in their mindset mm-hmm. and of course I couldn't put all of their great experiences and stories in the entire book so we have the videos available for people if they would uh-huh. like to check them out if they go to bizchicks.com slash reset you get access to the videos and then some worksheets that uh, go along with the book and working through some of the things that we tackle in the book so I would love to just share that. If anyone's interested, it's free at bizchicks.com slash reset.
0: That's B-I-Z-C-H-I-X.com slash reset. Okay, now comes sort of the Adelaide field questions. Um, well, maybe not. Fun.
1: But let's do it.
0: You've heard the show before, I think. Yes. Um, think about the books you've read either the last few years or even you know spanning your career, if if you like. What would you say, Natalie? Are the two or three titles that immediately come to mind as as having had maybe the biggest impact on you? And if you can share why or how they impacted you as they did.
1: Sure. Well, the first one is the Five Love Languages, which I know you guys have oh, talked about before, it. and that just helped me with my relationships, but it also helps me with my team. So mm. really trying to understand my team's love languages and if I can speak them, my clients as well, uh, especially clients that are gifts. <laughs> so <laughs> I know that's one that's like a little harder for me. And just remembering, uh, I have a couple, a couple women in my community that send me lots of cards and gifts and and I want to reciprocate because that's mm. important to them. I love it has helped me as a parent as well. I have one child that's quality time and one that's also gifts. Uh, In fact, I just went away and he's like, what are you going to bring me when you come back? (laughs) And it's really like I will feel loved if I get a gift. So I love that book. And then the book I probably talk about the most on my podcast is the book Built to Sell by uh, John Warlow. Yeah. And uh, even if you're not building a business to sell, the concepts in this book are so amazing, especially for service providers about how we can create what he calls and others do, which is a productized service. Mm. And it's a way to run your company and not be the, uh, the, only, the only asset, not being the, as a service provider, the only asset in the business that you create something that someone might want to buy. And then another book that I give all of my clients is a book called Simple Numbers. Number, Straight Talk, Big Profits by Greg Crabtree. Oh, I don't know that one. Mm, yay. That's what I was hoping. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got to find one. Uh, this book has been really fascinating about how to understand the financial numbers in your business. And and, and Greg has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs mm. and has a expertise in small business. And he's able to really make accounting and finance simple and understandable. And I love that he's focused on profitability because online and in in lots of business circles, we hear people talk a lot about their top line numbers, their revenue, and very people actually talk about their profits and focus on their profits. And I like people to grow uh, businesses, but also businesses that uh, support their families and increase their own wealth and ability to impact their communities. So I love this book because he talks about how to understand your financial statements and how to focus on profit.
0: Well, Natalie, as a speaker who used to spend her time opening for Jeff Brown, uh, <laughs> but since then <laughs> has moved to hosting her own in-person conferences and doing uh, quite well, uh, what, are, what are some tips uh, you would be willing to share for delivering a talk that is impactful and a talk that's uh, memorable and really going to be life-changing, if you will?
1: Well, not all of us have a voice as smooth as butter like yours, Jeff. So we have to like do some other things to keep the audience engaged. So uh, for me, and this this actually this concept actually works if you're hosting an event uh, mm. because we we take the same concept whether I'm doing a, a speaking engagement or hosting an event or workshop. Which is what's the transformation you want the audience to experience? while they're with you. And so thinking through and really getting in the head of where are they when they arrive and then going to the end, where do you want them to be when they leave and what are what is the journey you're going to take them on. And then having watched a lot of other speakers, keeping some structure in what you're doing, having a clear beginning, middle, and end mm-hmm. to what your talk is, I think is so helpful. And stories. I love I love stories because that's what we remember. Probably after people even listen to this podcast, they may not remember my framework, but mm. they'll remember some of the stories I told and even stories of my clients and stories you told. That's what's going to stay with us. And then we can backtrack to the teaching from the stories. And so I love having stories to share about my my own life and about uh, my clients as well. And being vulnerable, right? You were very vulnerable earlier on, Jeff. And I mean, I feel so connected to you. Like I feel like I know you even better now because of that. And it makes you more memorable as a speaker.
0: Wow. Uh, You know, it's funny. Uh, I've realized in the last few years that everything I needed to know about public speaking, I learned in radio. We talked about structure (laughs) and we talked about uh, vulnerability and we talked about Mm -hmm. an obvious beginning and a middle and an end and stories and all those things uh, that you just mentioned. And, And regarding my vulnerability here today, I actually shared some of that in a podcast episode. It's probably been a couple of years ago now, and it's probably one of my most commented on episodes I've ever done. Um, and I spend Mm -hmm. most of my time interviewing awesome people like you, And I think, well, gosh, maybe I need to do more of that.
1: (laughs) I I would, uh, if I could put my coaching hat on for a second, I would say absolutely, because people people are connected to you, Jeff, and we want more from you and we want to know more about you. And I noticed over time, like I was sharing a lot of things on other people's podcasts and not with my own audience. And like you just said, at speaking engagements, I would share things at the speaking engagement, but I hadn't ever shared that with my audience. And Mm. our audience is very intimate with us and has a special relationship with us. And I think they want to know as much as mm-hmm. as as much as we want to share with them. And, and I think you have so much to teach people on and, and you're just so wise and you have all this amazing experience. I'm just going to speak for the rest <laughs> of the audience and say, I would love more of uh, Jeff's solos.
0: <laughs> well, it, it, it's all because uh, I'm a lot older than everybody else. That's <laughs> the reason <why. laughs>
1: I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. No, I think that I think you're also a great teacher, Jeff. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had the experience of of learning from you at conferences, and I think you're amazing at teaching and training, and not everybody is.
0: Well, we have to bring this love fest to a close <laughs> eventually. Uh, I, I could let this go on forever. Um, I need to keep you around more often. Um, yeah. All my mindset issues are going right out the window. I don't have any more after talking to you for 20 minutes. That's that's great. Um I know you mentioned uh, you're you're doing another uh, in-person conference here later uh, this year. And of course, the book is out now. You're you're probably, uh, I would imagine, always promoting it to some degree. But other than those things, Natalie, what's ahead for you and your team that you're particularly excited about that maybe we don't know about?
1: Well, uh, and I don't know if you know this, we launched a second podcast under my brand called Stacking Your Team. That's
0: right, I did know yeah, that. Yeah,
1: so that's really exciting. Uh, a lot of our clients are uh, at, you know building businesses that are six and seven figures. And so they're starting to really struggle with how to build a team. And uh, so a, a coach in my business, um, on my team, her name is Shelly Warren, and she was at Procter & Gamble for like 26 years. Mm. So she has incredible training. Training and incredible background in building a team. And we're just providing so much value to our audience through that podcast. And then Shelly is as a fellow coach in the business, providing support for our clients as they build their teams. And honestly, I always think it's best to start with the podcast and see mm-hmm. if uh, if if you enjoy learning from us. And then from there, you will learn from the podcast because we do talk about our programs on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But we have um, programs for women who are going from five to six figures, from six figures in revenue to six figures in profit and multi six figures in seven figures. And wow. that higher level, they're kind of an overwhelm with all they have going on. <laughs> and so we help them create more time, more profit, and have more impact through their business.
0: Wow. Well, the book, again, is called Reset Your Mindset, Silence Your Inner Mean Girl, or boy, as the case Maybe the <laughs> yes. website is BizChicks, B I Z C H I X dot com slash reset on the end of that if you want to dive into some of those resources that Natalie talked about. Her name is Natalie Eckdahl, and this was a treat, Natalie. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to do this. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Jeff. And it was just such an honor and I love your show. I love learning from you and appreciate the opportunity.
0: As always, for more on Natalie, the resources and links we talked about, and everything else you want to dig into related to today's episode, all that can be found at the blog post created just for this episode. That's at readtoleadpodcast.com slash 260 for episode 260. If you've ever dreamed of being your own boss, starting your own business, or doing your own thing, I invite you to attend for free. The Boss Free Virtual Summit at BossfreeSummit.com. It is free to attend, but you do need to register, and you can do that now at Boss Free Summit. Dot com. Speaking of free, you can grab your free copy of Chandler Bolt's book, Published. That is yours free when you sign up for his free training on writing a book in less than 90 days. Read Readtoleadpodcast.com slash published. Well, that will do it again for another week. I look forward to seeing you next time for the next episode of the Read to Lead podcast. And until then, remember, readers lead and leaders read.